1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back to second guest show. Mike to along with the Cajun cannon, Bobby a live from the silver slipper casino beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi, Bobby J and I'll be on until six 30 tonight, and then we'll throw it to the community coffee saints coaches show Mike Hoss will be the host, and uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, will be on with Bobby and Mike, and his guest tonight will be running backs coach Joe Thomas. And then at 7.30, right here on the Big 870, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. On our Oakland Hardjula's Talk and Text line, we have Roy Cummings. Long time, he's covered the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and also he's the insider for pewterpirates.com. Roy, thanks so much for joining us. But I got to ask you, and I, I know you've done this a few years. You could literally see a team with seven wins get in as the division winner here in the NFC South. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, but I, I don't think maybe one might get to eight, maybe. But you literally could see a team win the NFC South with seven wins the way they're dialing up things today.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, we see this every once in a while. Uh, we see a division that just uh, can't seem to uh, produce a 500 football team or better. And um, and this is the one this time around. Uh, it's probably been a decade or more maybe since we had something like this. But you're right. Uh, you could have a seven-win team in a 17-game season, mind you, that, um, that uh, is the division champion. And, and you know, who knows what happens once you get in the playoffs? You know, if the matchups right, uh, bounce goes your way. Uh, that team could uh, could end up going a couple of rounds, but um, it's really remarkable. Uh, so hey, Saints fans, you're not out of it. Four wins what, hey, day. If you can somehow double that here in uh, what's left of the season, uh, you can win this division. So big game this weekend or Monday night anyway coming up uh, for Tampa and New Orleans, obviously.
4: I'm um, looking at that. Um, no one expected this. I, I know the Bucks were definitely a double-digit favorite, and the score was nine to zero. Sunday night football. I don't know prime time Monday night. Uh, maybe to throw the Saints fan uh, uh, fans a bone. Uh, I mean, uh, to, I don't know. Flip a coin. Who's going to come out on top? But the the one thing that I've been a little uh, puzzled with because I thought if they could have all hands on deck as far as the weapons with Tom Brady, that they'd be ready to roll. So so what is your take when you look at the receiving core and uh, who's been available? And look at Chris Godwin, uh, you know, coming back. And, uh, you know, you got to count on him, Mike Evans, and then Julio Jones. So uh, what's up with that that maybe they are not been more successful as far as scoring points?
3: Yeah, right now, um, I mean, it it really didn't show yesterday that much. But uh, right now, the receiving core is probably in as good a shape as it's been uh it looks like chris godwin and julio jones are starting to kind of regain their old form the form that you expected to see out of them they're much closer to being the players that the bucks hope they would be uh right now it um you know it took some time obviously for both players to to get uh, to get healthy but they are healthy now and uh, they're making an impact um not enough of one to win yesterday but uh uh, clearly they're starting to make some big plays. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin, uh, 100 yards yesterday, Julio Jones, a couple of big catches. Um, so yeah, I think the more those guys get comfortable in the offense, the, the healthier they get, the more of an impact they're going to make and the more imp- of an impact they're going to have on this offense. So uh, this offense, you know, it's 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 kind of like a, you know, it's it's ready to explode and really, you know, start to score a lot of points again. It's It's really just a matter of, uh, you know, can they execute well enough, consistently enough to to do that? Uh the problem yesterday, uh, you know, just some questionable calls and um questionable questionable decision making. Uh they're running the ball, you know, adequately. They can do better, but uh right now weapons is not a problem. It's really a matter of just execution and you know, calling the right plays that give you the best opportunity to move the ball down the field.
4: Now, uh Roy, when you look at it, uh I mean, this from an outsider looking in, uh, and I would think, I'm looking at the point total, that I would think defensively they're playing well enough that they should be able to win. Always look at games, uh, to me, if it's in the teens, definitely, like if you're giving up 13, 17 points, or even 19 points, or let's say even low 20s, if you're really clicking, uh, those are the games you should win uh, from an offensive standpoint. So it seems like... uh, then overall, when you look at scoring defense, uh, now you can correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Tampa Bay has been playing better defense as, as, as of late.
3: Yes, they have. Um, you know, look, they had a really tough assignment yesterday against Nick Chubb and uh, didn't necessarily answer the bell the way they wanted to in that regard. But you're right. I mean, they did, after giving up an early touchdown to Cleveland, they, you know, they did what, Cle- Cleveland did what Cleveland does. and. You know, basically went 45, 50 minutes without scoring again. Uh, but at the end of the day, they they did tie the game and uh, enforce the overtime. And uh, and so you know, the Bucks I thought did a good job in between those two scores and uh, even in overtime of uh, giving the, the team a chance to win and playing at a high level. Um, you know, look, Nick Chubb's a, a tough uh, a tough assignment, and um, you know they did adequately they did all right against him. Um, they really didn't let the, the passing game beat them, but uh, at the end of the day, um, it just it didn't quite work out. So the the problem with the Bucks defensively, guys, is they're they're still not taking the ball away, and and that is really an issue. I mean, they went five games earlier this year without a takeaway, got one in a game, and then they they haven't done much since again. So um, they're really missing some of the big plays. You see splashes here and there. Uh, from guys like Levante David and Devin White and uh, some of those guys. But at the end of the day, they're just not making enough big plays consistently um, to really stand out. And uh, that's what they've got to do. And uh, they're allowing, you know, their opponents to make those big plays that make the difference.
2: Roy, how much heat is on Todd Bowles? And the reason I say that is, you know, Bruce was who he was. I mean, he, he was one of the real characters in the NFL. But okay, you got a team with Tom Brady at quarterback. You got some talented people out on the edge. Now, there were some defections, offensive line, and injuries. Got a really good defense, uh, especially front seven. And you only got one more win than the Saints.
4: Well, Dennis Allen is
2: getting heat here. How much is that on Todd? Because people say, "Well, wait a minute! You only got one more win, and you got Tom Brady at quarterback."
4: Well, uh, and Roy, that's like I think the perception right now: uh, outstanding defensive coordinators, that Todd Bowles is Dennis Allen, or Dennis Allen is Todd Bowles. I don't know that. I know they know what the hell they're doing. I don't From know about defensive I, I, standpoint. I don't know about being a head coach. But well, what is your take on that?
3: I couldn't agree with you more. Look, I, I have long said. That in, in the NFL, even in college football, there are, there are people who are exceptional coordinators. They excel at designing a defense, calling the defense, and winning games with that. Same thing on the offensive side of the ball. But they're not head coaches. And I think Todd Bowles falls into that category. Uh, I can't speak to Dennis Allen. haven't seen enough of him. But Todd Bowles, I, I really do feel, does fall into that category. Look, Todd Bowles is under some heat here now. You know, he has been obviously because of the record, but, you know, the, the more we learn about Todd Bowles and the way he's running this football team, a lot more eyebrows are being raised about what's happening. Look, he has no relationship, it seems, whatsoever with Tom Brady, who's his quarterback. It's very unusual. Even if a defensive coordinator or defensive minded player uh, is, is the head coach, uh, he's going to have a relationship with his, with his quarterback. But it seems like Todd Bowles has no relationship whatsoever with Tom Brady. Um, and then you have this situation yesterday where Todd Bowles with Tom Brady, uh, with 48 seconds left in the game and two timeouts, uh, is afraid in essence to have, I mean, he came out and said today, the reason he didn't use a timeout, uh, early on in, in the last, uh, 48 seconds of the game with the Bucks uh, with two, two, two timeouts was because he was afraid Tom Brady might throw an interception, Tom Brady throw an interception. Come on. If, if, if Guys, you, you will you well know, if there's any quarterback in the history of this game that you can trust not to make that kind of a mistake in a critical uh, moment such as that, it's Tom Brady. Uh, you're going up against the Cleveland team, which, you know, again, nice team defensively. Uh, they figured some things out offensively, could run the ball. But at the end of the day, the Bucs should not have any hesitation whatsoever to uh, put that ball in Tom Brady's hands and have him throw that team uh, down the field and in the position to, to kick a game-winning field goal with 48 seconds left and two timeouts. Just unconscionable that that happened. And well, well, uh, so it, there's it, a lot of questions uh, now about Todd Bowles and how he's running this football team. A
4: lot. Well, uh, Roy, right, boy, looking at the NFC South, uh, who wants to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and win this thing, whether it be Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta. Look at Carolina. They might sneak <laughs> through the back door. But I'm just looking at Tampa Bay's schedule. Okay, how important this game is Monday night? Okay, you got the Saints coming to town, uh, prime time. They got embarrassed last Sunday night. They lost 9-0. But then December 11, you got to go at San Francisco. And then you got the Bengals, December the 18th. I'm not even going into the last three games. But the next three weeks is going to say a lot uh, for the Buck season, what's going to happen if they have a chance to win the NFC South. Because the wild card, you might have four NFC East teams being in the postseason, and like Mike was saying early, I don't know, it might be eight and nine or seven and ten. Wednesday NFC South, but that's like a tough stretch. Looking at Tampa Bay, when you got the Saints come Monday night at San Francisco and Cincinnati.
3: No, you're absolutely right. Uh, look, uh, of all the teams in the division that I think are poised to win, to win out or not win out, but but win enough games to you know to be representative of the division, I think the Bucks are clearly the best team on paper um but something just isn't clicking with these guys and um you know I, I i they're better than atlanta i i think they're slightly better than new orleans but new orleans always gives them fits uh you know the, new orleans seems to have an idea of how to stop the buccaneers even with tom brady a quarterback so we'll see what happens on uh, monday night look guys what we ever whatever we say tonight could be completely different uh, a week and a day from now because um, this time next week uh, these two teams are going to go at each other and the winner very well, in my opinion, the winner of the game next week is going to have the edge on the division. Yeah, the Bucks' schedule gets tough at some point. Um, I think talent-wise they've got the group to, to win it. Uh, I think they can still break out and, uh, you know, put this behind them. Uh, they're getting healthier at a time when most teams are starting to struggle to, to stay healthy. They may get Ryan Jensen back. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, I think they have the better opportunity to, to right the ship, so to speak, whereas all the other teams I think are going to continue to struggle. But, you know, at the end of the day, they've got to do it on the field, and that's where they've, uh, they've failed. Uh, you know, more often than not this year, is they just haven't been able to execute uh, offensively or defensively when it matters most.
2: Roy, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Man, we really appreciate it. Great insight on the Bucks. Thank you so much.
3: Anytime for you guys. You know that.
2: Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy Cummings. Again, always long-time cover of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll be back to finish it up here on Second Guess.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details.
1: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,